I think I want to talk about art. Not necessarily all forms of art. Tonight was the normal meeting of my writing group, which is a wonderful supportive group of people who will read the stuff that I've written and tell me what's good and bad about it. I do the same for them. I haven't written a lot for quite some time, and that frustrates me. Um, because two things have to come together if I'm going to be able to write something. One, I need to have the time. And honestly, that's one of the hardest things for me to arrange in some respects. Um, I watched a couple of episodes of Outrageous Pumpkins tonight. I didn't have to do that. That could have been time I spent writing. I watched uh, or I, I was reading a, a book earlier today. I could have spent that time writing. Um, I, I can find the time if I can figure out the trade-off. But the second part is why the time never necessarily never lines up or rarely lines up. And that's finding that direction. And I don't mean direction from someone else. I mean finding that pathway that I want to take, the kind of art that I'd like to create. Now, most of anything that I'm going to create is going to be some sort of some sort of work of literature. That sounds very pretentious. All I simply mean is it's going to be words written in prose or Possibly in some other form, although prose is pretty much the place I find myself. And finding a direction means being able to choose a direction or being able to have a direction which simply appeals to me so strongly. Um, and there is a, a lot of memes and I'd say supportive <laughs> explanations or explorations of the connection between um, having the ambition to do a lot of things and not having the follow-through to do them in connection to something like ADHD. Again, not diagnosed, simply exploring how that might reflect on who I am. And I think a lot of it comes down to direction in, in for me in that if I have a direction, I can plow a lot of work into it. But that blank page problem I've talked about a couple of times, that, that point where you're facing the very beginning and you want to know where to go, that is the daunting part. Um, sometimes it takes the pressure of time. Um, doing the 30-day challenge for uh, Dog Days of Podcasting, for example, is a, is a good uh, one, a good uh, pressure to have. It usually comes at a time of year where I'm not, overly burdened with other things that I have to do. Um, most of the time, I'm still running a game. I didn't really run the game this year, uh, partially because that month was also spent uh, packing up to move. But um, I don't usually have as, as stressed a time at work. Um, a lot of it has been planning already and, and getting ready, but then it's kind of that, that sort of quiet time before students return and, and my... my uh, not necessarily my position anymore, but the, the, the work I do tends to get busier. Um, Christmas time is another time. And, I, and I've written at Christmas time. Um, I've, I've taken time to do that. And I want to do that again. The pressure that I put on myself at Christmas time, of course, is that I want to watch all those silly Hallmark movies. But the, even picking a genre seems da daunting to me. I want to try a whole bunch of different things. Um, 
and I don't get very far in most of them. I don't have a lot of experience in literature of romance, and it means I don't have a lot of input. I don't have a lot of, of, of patterns on which to establish ideas, which is good and bad. Um, having too many patterns or, or to state a pattern means you're just going to repeat what everyone else is doing. But of course, it means I also don't have the bare bones from which I can switch. Um, an oft quoted by me uh, piece of advice that came from one of the only managers who I ever respected um, because of what they did and how hard they worked was you have to have a plan because only then can you vary from it. And it sounds like a silly thing to say. It sounds like a, one of those quotable, pithy things. But the reality of that statement has hit me time and time again um, because I, I, I found myself diving in headfirst with no plan and then suddenly realizing I don't know where to go from here. Whereas when I've, I've taken the time to work something out, um, I may do something entirely different. That may not be the plan at all, um, but at least it gives me something to fall back on. And it's forced me to think through the problem. It's forced me to think through uh, to the solution and, and find an end point. Um, but I haven't been able to apply that to writing. I haven't been able to, to apply that to creative work. Um, I don't know what the end goal is in mind. I think is the biggest problem. So working through a plan... Um, is still discovery. Um, and anytime I've tried to put some sort of goal point there, uh, it, it feels too done. It feels like I've reached the end as opposed to really the beginning or, or, or spot of the end, end and goal. So I'm struggling with that. But I, I'm going to try again um, to do some creative work. I've been reading to, reading a, well, listening to, a series of short stories that uh, was available on Audible for free and uh, only until the end of the month. So I swapped out the audiobook that I had been reading, um, The Kitchen Witch, which started off very difficult for me, but now I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to listening to more. Uh, I guess there's more than one book in the series too, so I'll follow another series. I have enough of those as it is. But I switched to another show, and I don't really want to mention it because I don't. I don't really want to mention... Well, it's not bad, but uh, two things are, well, more than two things are happening. One, I'm noticing the edit mistakes. <laughs> it's a single narrator, um, but with sound processing uh, and background sounds and things like that. And I pick this up in every audiobook that I ever listen to. If there's any kind of flaw, I will hear it. And by flaw, I don't mean the, the super subtle one. I mean where they literally redid a line because they flubbed it. Most often the actual flub, um, or rather the reaction of the flub is not there, but the, you'll, you'll suddenly notice, huh, that's an entirely different read of the same line that I just heard. That happened today, actually, in one of them, but that's, that's neither, that's not really material. Um, and the thing I'm wondering about is, you know, I do listen and read horror stories, vacation. That's, that's another genre I have not really all that deeply in, uh, engaged with. I've tried a number of times and I've read a number of books, but I could definitely read a lot more. I definitely would like to. Um, but I, I, I feel like I can do better. That's terribly egotistical and I probably can't do better, but I could do something different. Maybe that's the, the real 
thing I'm going for. It's not that I would do it better, but I would do it differently. After many of our uh, Horror Night movie watching uh, experiences, we um, often ask the question of ourselves, of each other, what would we change to make that movie better? How would we do that movie differently? And it, uh, sometimes it comes down to, well, you know, it was an action film, but I really like um, you know, more intellectual films, or I like more folklore, but folklore-based films, or I like more creepy films. So I would take out a lot of the action and turn it into, uh, you know, more drawn-out suspense scenes and more discovery of lore, which is really just, you know, I have my preferences for what I want, and I'm just going to inject those. Other times, other times it's more about structure where we feel like they, they weren't able to communicate the reasons behind what the motivations of the characters were, or we didn't care for any of the characters, or we felt like, I mean, we're not going to, we don't worry about, um, you know, oh, the, the monster was made of cardboard and I could see the strings. That's kind of immaterial. In, in many ways. Sure, it, it takes away from the reality of the film, but that's an easy thing to fix. You just make it more realistic. Um, sometimes, of course, it's, it's about how, you know, they use CGI and it didn't look realistic and they probably spent a lot of money on it, but it still didn't look that good. Other times it's about, oh, they revealed too much of the monster so we can see it's an animatronic. Um, but many times for those, it's just like, you know, I can tell it's a cardboard cut out of a, of a tombstone. The fix is obvious and uninteresting, but a real tombstone there, or at least a styrofoam block that looks better than that, uh, that cardboard. But thinking about how the, the, you know, the, how the plot goes, um, is always kind of weird to me as well, actually. And I still have problems when we receive this kind of criticism, although I don't seem to have problems giving it, which is um, changes to plot, changes to character, changes to the order and sequence of things happen. Changing of the reality of the story. The story was written, and one approach is to simply say, and to simply do, um, to make that better, all you're doing is honing it. So this would be the equivalent of someone taking a piece of wood, carving it, and all they are going to be able to do to that wood afterwards is maybe take a little bit more away, maybe smooth down the edges, maybe give it texture in other places, maybe paint it or stain it. So all you're doing is refining what's there, but the fundamentals are there. And that's the way that I tend to think of the stuff that I've written. Um, no, I didn't want this character to have a joke here because that character doesn't joke in my head. Even though there's been no indication of it on the paper, in my head, I have this full concept. And that's, that's kind of the, the editing process. The other is everything is malleable, which is really the truth when, you talk, when you're dealing with uh, writing especially. Everything is malleable. I am in constant awe of Nathan Lowell because um, he does this fearlessly. Nathan Lowell has been known to write 50, 60,000 words and then go, you know what, this isn't working, and throw them all out, which is astonishing. Or to write, you know, an entire thing and then go, you know what, this character needs to be entirely different. So I'm going to rewrite it from that character and, and 
kill his darlings, as they say. Absolutely stunning. Um, but I, I, I feel like I get, in, I get in the way of myself trying to make it perfect the first time. And editing always feels like a chore. I'm not sure where I was going with all this other than I, I, I wanted to explore the idea of art and why I'm not doing it. <laughs> anyway, I've been wondering out loud. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated One. It is this time of year that I always start thinking about spooky stories. Try to wonder what I would do that would be spooky in a story. And there's also sort of a recognition of, of whatever I would like to do or whatever anyone likes to do when they're writing these stories may not be what ends up. And it's always a question of, of was it skill? Was it um, material? Was it the plot? Was it the story? Or was it circumstances? I got a lot of work to do. If I want to be able to tell stories that I really want to tell. And I've got to find that center for my passion again. Well, maybe tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.